This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Welcome this morning and um, we will get into the Word of God. It's the first Sunday of the year, a year of Thanksgiving. And I want all of us to intentionally do something as we go into this time of Thanksgiving. What I believe is will happen is a portal will be opened up in heaven in the life of every single person for God to come in and do something very unique that he wants to do this year. You know, the Bible tells us, as they ministered unto the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have called them unto. Separate unto me. So it's like a portal was opened up as they ministered unto the Lord, and they entered into that portal that was prepared from the foundation of this world. So let's take a confession this morning as we get into the word of God. One, two, go. As I sit to listen to the word of God today, a door of utterance has been opened up unto me, and I hear the voice of God clearly speaking to me, this is the way to go, walk ye in it. I listen under the influence of the Spirit of God. I am not distracted by anything or anyone. The Word of God is full to my spirit. I am strengthened by it this morning. It is wine to my heart, creating joy within me. It is oil to my face, causing my life to shine, giving me victory in everything that I do. As my eyes make contact with the scriptures used in this message, the Spirit of God opens new things to me. He also brings to my remembrance things Jesus once showed me. I come to understand God's system on the earth, and I receive instruction, encouragement, correction, and enablement to live out God's will. So we believe that this year is a year of visitation. What do we mean by that? Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 1 tells us, Isaiah 64 and verse 1, Oh, that thou will rend the heavens and will come down, and the mountains might flow at thy presence. Uh, next verse. It says, As when the melting fire burneth, and the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known unto thy adversaries, that the nations might tremble at your presence. And then it says, next verse, please. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, Neither have I seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for them that waiteth for thee. So it tells us beside God. Only God knows. No other human being on this earth knows. And so it's not a year about what we can project just in ourselves except the Father, reveals those things to us, and then we have a vision based on that. But we are talking about a year where it says the enemies will tremble at his presence, where things will appear that will bring the fear of God 
into the hearts of men as they see the appearance of things that only God has always been the reserve of God. And we said the first step towards this happening is that God has opened his doors unto us and is waiting for us to open our doors unto him. In Romans chapter 1 and verse, Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, in the message translation, it says, by entering in through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, to set us right with him, first, the second is to make us fit for him. Now, so to justify us, to set us right by faith, which he did through the blood of Jesus Christ while we're not there. But the second thing is to make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. That's not all. We throw open our doors unto God. So we know God has some things he has reserved for us, and he wants to make us fit to receive those things. So we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors unto us. In other words, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 that they were going about to establish their own righteousness and had, did not submit themselves to the righteousness that is of God. So God already has thrown open. And what we are doing most of the time is going about to establish things that are totally different from the things that God himself has prepared for us in situations. So he said, come and submit yourself unto my righteousness. Open up your heart unto me to say, God, this year I want to receive that which you have prepared for me, known only to you. And it starts with your ministering to the Lord in that capacity, so that it tells us that separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the things to which I've called them. So let's go back to Romans 5 here and look at what God wants to do. Verse 2, as we continue in the message translation. We find ourselves standing where we have always hoped to stand. Out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory. So the portal has been opened up. Stand tall and shout in our praise. Now this, how he now does the next part, makes us fit for him. There is more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we are camped in with troubles, because we know troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And how that patience turns in turn forges the tempered steel of character or virtue, keeping us alert for what God will do next. In alert expectancies such as these, we are never left feeling shortchanged. So even though we are going through things and we are hemmed in, understand that we're in a state of expectancy. Even though there are issues that are going on all around and we seem hemmed, pressed in on every side, we in our own selves, we are alert to what God is going to do next. 
We are not depressed or discouraged by what is going on. We understand that the same God who justified us must make us fit, all right, to receive the very things that he has prepared. He wants to develop in us the character, that's all, to be able to handle what he's about to bring. Because he tells us, let's continue there, he tells us this, that we're quite to the contrary. We are never feeling shortchanged. We can't round up. So we're not going to be feel shortchanged. We're going to go through things. This year, things will be thrown at us. But we're going to keep the doors opened unto God. And we're going to rejoice in the fact that our character, we are being molded by God, all right, and formed to people of steel, solid people that don't waver with the opinions of men, that are non-responsive to things on the outside that will make other people shake. Now, let's let, conclude with that verse there, all right? It says, on quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. So, two cardinal mistakes, Christians speak. Number one, they set their own agenda and don't understand that God has prepared something known only to him, all right, for them. So, they are all around pursuing things burning energy instead of waiting on God for that portal to be opened up on the earth so they can enter into it. And we also understand that when the portal is opened, as Paul said, a door has been opened up unto me. All right? But there are many adversaries. Let me pull out that scripture. A door, a great door, a portal. That door will get opened. The portal is opened up. An effectual one. But there are many adversaries. But then he goes on and says, it's through many trials and tribulation, we are going to, all right, enter into the kingdom of God. So as we begin to worship, we said this during the cross of our service, the portal, all right, gets opened up unto us. But the next thing that happens is, it seems like, all right, there are many adversaries. And today I want to speak to something. Just one thing that we may not consider to be sinful, that is very sinful in the eyes of God. And it's the subject of fear. All right? Have me pull out in the book of Revelation, it says that those who are fearful and unbelieving, then it talks about uh, homongers and all of that. It talks about the lake of fire that is reserved for them, for those who are fearful and unbelieving there. But the fearful and unbelieving, abominable and murderers, homongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire. We will not think being fearful. I mean, ranks it first. Even before unbelieving, it says fearful. The reason is that it is fear that contaminates your faith that makes you now one who is unbelieving. And that now leads to the other things, lying and all of that. The first thing there is the issue of fear. And so when this portal is opened up, and there are adversaries all around. 
And he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. When the portal is opened up, takes you through that valley of the shadow of death. But he says, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. I want to say again, fear destroys the, quote and unquote now, the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory is the manifest presence of God in your life. When a person is fearful, it contaminates the manifest, which means it's like God's presence disappears from the environment of that particular person. So fear is something we've got to deal with. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 uh, and verse 1, it says, having this great clouds of witnesses, let's get to verse 1 here, let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What does it mean here to look unto Jesus? And this is what we've got to do this year. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 26, we say something here. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. So you can see so much fear in them. But straight away, Jesus said to them, be of good cheer. It is I, see him saying it again, be not what? Afraid. It is I, my presence is here, don't be afraid. And then Peter answered and said unto him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come on the water. And then the Lord said, come. So it's a portal now that is open. And God tells you, come. An opportunity has been opened. That's a portal. A massive opportunity as you begin to worship God and praising him for those things that he has that only him knows that you don't know about, but you know they are there and you're worshiping and praising him. That portal gets opened up and an opportunity gets opened up. All right. But fear can keep you away from that particular opportunity. You're just afraid of things here. All right. Yeah, you're afraid of things. I mean, we're doing work back now. We will describe it as the most powerful and impactful. Clearly the most attended Wolfbeck we've ever done. But when I said to, to some people that, you know, I believe that what we should do is just to call young ministers together. Some people responded in fear. All right? Are you sure people are going to return? Fear, fear, fear. I said, listen, this is what God is saying. This is the door that he has opened up. And all kinds of things start going on in the minds of people and they get fearful. And it's this fear I want to address here because it contaminates faith. Now, let's go on with that story here. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down, he walked to go to water to Jesus. So he was looking at Jesus and going to him. And the next verse, he tells us, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was, what do you say, afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. Now, what? it wasn't the winds that defeated Peter. The winds were there while he was walking on water. The circumstances around don't defeat any Christian. What defeats the Christian is the fear of those particular things. 
Now it says, looking unto Jesus, keeping Jesus right before you, you will do the miraculous. But you take your eyes off Jesus and look on the outside. And the Bible says the power of God was already in operation. Peter was already operating in faith. And I'll tell you that faith is not difficult. It is fear that contaminates faith. In other words, let me put it this way. If you go and meet someone and say, please, can you pray for this person? He has a slight headache. A person boldly goes there and lays hands and says, in the name of Jesus, I declare you are healed. Because in terms of headache, it's not intimidating. But when they say there's stage four cancer, and they see the person eating up, let's say, to the bones there, then they are afraid of cancer. It is the fear that contaminates. So when they go there to pray, the fear has already destroyed what we call the manifest presence of God. So God has to train you, right, to be fearless. Training you in a place where you are not even afraid of men. Many people are trapped, unable to do things because of the fear of man. The Bible says the fear of man will bring you into a snare. What will cause a person to bow to an idol? The fear of being thrown into the flames. What will make a person disobey? All right, a command, the fear of being thrown to the lions. These men that excel, this hall of faith here, they were fearless. They were bold people. And their boldness wasn't something they cooked up or worked up. It came because they had the vision of Christ constantly before them. He says, I shall. He says, the Lord is my right at my right hand. I shall always have him before me, so I shall not fear. In other words, my eyes are always on Jesus, so I'm not going to respond there in fear. So one of the things that God wants to do is to deliver you from fear. All right? It's a very sinful thing in the eyes of God. And he wants to take that out, completely out of our being. Mark 4, 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep, no fear, on a pillow, and there awoke him. And said, Master, carest not. Can you hear the voice of fear? That we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea, Peace be still. Stillness is the opposite of fear. Stillness. In other words, stillness being a still before God. He says, be still and know that I am God. So when the situation comes, a person who is in a place of stillness and quietness before God. No anxiety. That's the key. Now let's go on and see what he says there. And he says, and there was great calm. And when Jesus turned to them, he said, why are you so what? Fearful. How is it that you have no faith? So is this fear here, I'm saying, that contaminates the faith? And when he says those that wait upon him, it's those that are 
right still before him. Be still and know. Stand still and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. They were right before the Red Sea and said the key to it is don't fear the sea there. Don't fear the raging army that is coming behind. Fear not. That's it. Stand still and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, as you start worshipping this year and praising God, and keep this message, play to yourself over and over. And then the adversaries show up their head because the portal has been opened, the great door has been opened. It says, don't fear, stand still, and the salvation that God has planned, right, will appear, and you are going to see it. You can't lose a battle that you confront when a place of stillness there and quietness. So he said, why are you so fearful? So he so fear that contaminated the faith of Peter. Peter was already in faith. And fear contaminated it. And honestly, let me say this here. Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, as God has dealt to every single man through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, I was talking to Christians for to every man that is among you and was speaking to the brethren there. So it says God has dealt to every person the measure of faith. But why are the faith of people not coming forth? And we are not saying that fear. They are afraid of things. All right? It's fear that comes there to contaminate. The cure to fear is stillness. Stillness is about, at that point, looking to God and worshiping God for his greatness. It is the person that solves the, pre the, the issue, not a principle. Fear is cured by a person. The presence of a person, not the activation of a principle. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? A person, for thou art with me. All right? For thou art with me. If a young person or somebody who uh, is confronting now, and has to walk through a dangerous area. And has the high, the best trained naval seals with them. With carrying equipment that can decode any dangerous object in, all right, in a distance of 100 meters. They're carrying it and they can see it, all right, with their eyewear and all of that. So technology is there. And you're walking with those folks there through a dangerous area. And you have about 25 of them around you. All right? Because of their presence. Fear goes. In fact, it's those other people that are afraid because of the presence of this. And so it's the acknowledgement of the presence of God. That is what we're calling stillness. Which means in the midst of it, you acknowledge God's presence. You can't be defeated. For thou art with me. 
So God has dealt to every man measure of faith. So the word preached is not a faith problem. It's the contamination of faith by fear. Faith has been contaminated. And fear comes as a result of the knowledge of the history of what you are confronted. Fear comes as a history of the knowledge of what you are confronted. Now let's look at Luke chapter 8, verse 14. And it came to pass that Jesus returned. I want to see how fear contaminates faith. And Jesus was right there with this man, Jairus. The people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man, Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at the feet of Jesus, and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years old, and she lay dying. But as he went with the people, thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, and had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be killed of any, came behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately the issue of blood dried up. And Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied, Peter said, Master, we know the story. Verse 46. Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not healed, she came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him, before all the people which for what cause she had touched him, and how she was killed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made the whole go in peace. Now, look at what happened. While he yet spoke, now Jairus was in faith. His daughter was sick. That ailment did not intimidate Jairus' faith. He believed that Jesus could come and heal his daughter. But while Jesus was there, look at what happened here. There cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue, his house, saying, Thy daughter is dead. A deterioration in the condition. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus cared it, he answered and said, to him saying fear not don't let fear get into this faith work that you have as you start rejoicing for the things that God has provided for the year things break out don't allow fear to contaminate that faith keep what God all right, plan for your life before your eyes. Understand that nothing on the outside will affect or can affect God's plan for your life. Change of fluctuation in currents or all of that cannot change the outcomes of your life. Fear is what can do it. The giants in the land could not defeat the Israelites, it was fear that defeated them. And you could see that 
Joshua and Caleb steal the people. What they were saying was stand still in the midst of those giants. And you will see that a door has been opened up. They are bred unto us and their defense has departed. And you get into the place of stillness. In acknowledging the presence of God that is bigger, more powerful than anything. And worshiping him. And he said, fear not. Only believe. Say it there. All right? And she shall be made whole. Fear not, only believe. So I close with this, this morning. Fear not. You have the faith already within you to do exploits. You are a believer. The faith of God resides on the inside. But you have a memory. And that memory tells you things. The memory that tells you things about what has happened in the past and it triggers fear. When those things come up, keep worshipping, acknowledging the presence of the Father and the year will turn out great. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That as you open up the portals this year, strengthen them with your spirit in their inner man, that Christ may dwell in their hearts by faith, rooted and grounded in love, fearless and bold people that will accomplish great things in Jesus' name.